0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحول نصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد وعن عبد الله بن عمر رضي الله عنهما قال أخذ رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم بمنكبي فقال كن في الدنيا كأنك غريب وعابر السبيل وكان ابن عمر رضي الله عنهما يقول إذا أمسيت فلا تنتظر الصباح وإذا أصبحت فلا تنتظر المساء مِنْ لِمَرَضِكَ وَمِنْ حَيَاتِكَ لِمَوْتِكَ Bukhari. Continuing with the chapter, Imam الله is given the heading باب ذكر الموت وقصر amal. The chapter which deals with the constant reminder of moth, of death and the natural consequence of one who is cognizant or is conscious of the temporary abode of this world is that he will curtail his worldly aspirations. The hadith after the various verses of the Qur'an this is the first hadith which Imam Nabi, Rahimullah introduces in this chapter and we find that this is a hadith which passed also in the previous chapters so we will not go too much into the detail because quite a bit of the interpretation and explanation of this hadith has been passed. However. This is one classical example Ulama i kiram mentioned with regards to this hadith it is a sublime display of one of the muajizat and miracles of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam, that our beloved master sallallahu alayhi wa was what we call jawami'ul kalim that Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam very often we find in his ahadith that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa would utter just a few words but if you have to interpret or explain the meanings of the words of rasulullah sallallahu the meaning would be absolutely voluminous and this is one classical example of that this hadith that if you have to write the explanation of it down or the commentary of it Wallah, my respected brothers you can carry on ulama کرام say volumes can be written just explaining these few words of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam with regards to the importance of the subject matter of the hadith, we find that very often Allah's Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi when something was important, He wanted the Ummah to take it to heart, or the audience that He was addressing, He wanted them to realize how important, how fundamental this message is, then Allah's Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi would do something prior to delivering the message. What we call in the Arabic language tambi, to make a person conscious, to make him realize, to cause him to give exclusive attention. Stop whatever he is doing and pay complete attention to what, what message is being delivered. Now we find when I mentioned when it comes to tambi giving people causing them to pay attention, you get what is called tambihul amali and then you get tambihul qawli Sometimes a person draws attention by, by saying something. And sometimes you draw attention to the importance of what you are about to do by doing something. Example of dambihul quwl, where you say something, for example, Allah's Rasul Sallallahu some ahadith become, Allah unabbi'ukum bi khayri amalikum. Allah unabbi'ukum bi khayri amalikum. oh my Sahaba, should I not tell you something which is the best of all actions? Imagine if somebody comes, walks into an audience, our hearts are attached to dunya, say, listen, I found a a deal where you can't go wrong, you'll make millions. Even if the people were doing ten other things, they hear this, everybody will be wrapped with attention. What what is this new deal? What is this new financial opportunity that we've got? So that is an example of what we call tambihul qawli, that where a person with his words draws the attention of his audience before he delivers a message. And an example of that, as we mentioned, should I not show you which is the best of all actions? Likewise, Ulama say that you have what you call Tambihul Fi'li, that where a person does, does something by which he draws the attention of his audience. And this is one, an example of that is this hadith, where Abdullah bin Umar radiAllahu anhu says, that Allah Rasul came and caught hold of both my shoulders. Obviously, one, the master, his love, his compassion, his kindness, his affection for the ummah, for one-one sahaba, one-one sahabi. In fact, sahaba say, part of the akhlaq and character of Rasulullah Sallallahu Wasallam was such... That he would divide his attention to his audience in such a manner that each person would feel, I am the most chosen and most beloved to Rasulullah more than anybody else. This was part of his ajib hikmat and wisdom which Allah Ta'ala had blessed Rasulullah with. So he had extreme love and affection for each of the sahaba. Abdullah bin Umar was young. He was a young man. At the time of the demise of Rasulullah he wasn't old at all. He was in his youth, in his teens. So he, obviously this is a young Sahabi, and Allah Rasulullah Sallallahu approaches him, catches hold of him by both his shoulders. And we find that whenever Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu anhumah would narrate these words of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi he would narrate it with this. And as we mentioned previously, Sahabi Kiram very often, we find this in the ahadith of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi when they narrated Something that they heard from Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, they would also narrate the circumstances in which it occurred. Once I was walking, the ground was very dry, or it was a rocky ground, or it was rocky terrain, or something happened, and then deliver the message which Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam had given. There are two reasons for this, or two benefits that Allah mentioned. One is, that this indicates the extreme love which Sahaba had for Rasulullah wasallam. That anything to do with Nabi ﷺ, even if it was extra information, Sahaba ikram would mention it. For the rest of his life, Allah caught hold of both my shoulders. He would mention this. The Actual subject matter is the words of the hadith, not the fact that Nabi wasallam caught hold of his shoulders. This is the introduction of it. Yet, whenever Abdullah bin Umar anhu mentioned this, he mentioned this. Second reason which ulama ikram give is to give confidence to the audience that I remember explicitly what I heard from Rasulullah وسلم. If somebody comes and just tells you something, that's one thing. Somebody tells you the circumstances in which it occurs, what the background was, then the audience, the person that is listening to this, is convinced that this person is reliably reporting whatever he had heard because he has, he has complete recall, in fact, to explicit details of what he heard. In any case, coming back to the hadith, Abdullah bin Umar radiallahu ta'ala him, says, Allah's Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam caught hold of me by both my shoulders. And he said to me, كُنْ فِي الدُّنْيَا كَأَنَّكَ غَرِيبٌ وَعَابِرُ السَّبِيلٌ That, oh Abdullah, live in this world, live in this world as if you are a stranger or as if you are a traveler. Well, now can I cannot mention that what this, what is the, Background behind this, that every one of us actually in this world are not residents of this world. We are just on a journey. This is a passing phase. We are strangers in this world. We should not become too attached to this dunya. The first thing Ulema Ikram say is that our, what is Rasulullah Wasallam telling us? That our abode is not this dunya. We are not, we are not from this world. So where are we from? We are from Jannat. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created our parents Adam and Hawa alayhi salam. The first abode of insan was Jannat. Then it was the system and design of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that they were taken out of Jannat and put put into this world. So it is natural that wherever you are, your heart is constantly attached to what is your, what we call in Arabic your Watan, where you came from, your actual home. That is why it's found in the hadith of Rasulullah ﷺ, حُبُّ الْوَطَنِ مِنَ الإيمان, That to love your actual abode is part of iman. In other words, jannat. So we are from jannat. We just came to this world for a short while. So This is what this hadith is telling us, that in this world you are a stranger. In this world you are a traveler. Do not become too attached. Don't devote yourself towards this dunya. Because what is the first sign of a traveler? For example, Alhamdulillah, our jama'at is leaving, going in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala today. One or two of the satis already from last night. For how much weight are we allowed? How much weight can we carry? And the overriding message when a person undertakes a journey is that keep your, that burden of what you are carrying to an absolute minimal. Don't carry anything that is surplus, anything that is unnecessary. Like we find in the poet mentions, Alqa al-sahifata وَالزَاد hatta alqaha. That this person, whatever was surplus, all his books he left it out, so that his provisions for the journey could be at absolute minimal. Sometimes a person out of necessity would even get rid of his shoes, so that the load is lightened, the burden is as light as possible. So Allah's Rasul wasallam is telling us, live in the world like that. Don't become attached to the things of this world. Ulama Ikram mentioned that what is even more ajib, and obviously those who have munasibah to the Arabic language will understand the inference that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa didn't say that live in this world like a traveler only. He said, gharib, oh, sabi. Why? Because a traveler is just going to pass through. He's not going to stop at all. The word gharib, the indication of it, a stranger, means he has to stay for a short while. There is a stop, you're not just going to pass it, you have to stay for a short while. But because you are passing, because in reality you are a a traveler, you will not take on any unnecessary involvement. Your goal is your watan. your goal is the next abode. So everything should be devoted towards the akhirat and not towards this dunya. So Abdullah bin Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma further goes on to explain these words of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam wa kana ibn umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma يَقُولُ and Abdullah bin Umar radiyallahu ta'ala anhuma often used to explain these words and he would say that إِذَا asbahta إِذَا أَمْسَيْتَ fala تَنْتَظِرِ al-sabah that when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blesses you with the evening You have entered in the evening, do not expect to live till the next morning. And if it is morning, do not expect to live till the evening. Prepare prepare for your illness with your health. And prepare for your death with your life. In other words, do not delay. In Arabic language, the word delay is what we call sofa. Sofa means I'm ready to do it. Like, mashaAllah we have the Jordan jamaat amongst us. Brothers are requested today to try and make khidma, try and Nusrat to these jamaats that are coming. Allah, Allah is blessing us with many jamaats from the Arab, Arab countries. Now we find that whenever the jamaat makes tashkil by going go out in the path of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, everybody is ready, mashallah. But if you say naqad, leave immediately, then very few are ready. Shaitan convinces you. When it comes to making toba, when it comes to preparing yourself for your moth, when it comes to doing amal, one of the traps and the efforts of shaitan, shaitan will not tell you, don't do it, do it. Make the intention, be ready to do it, but delay, delay. What we call in Arabic language, sofa, Ibrahim, In fact, once he gave an entire bayan on this and he gave a beautiful example of what we call delaying. He said that sometimes a person sets his alarm clock to wake up for tahajjud or to wake up for fajr salah. When the alarm clock rings, then MashaAllah, we have what we call the snooze button. So a person does a quick mental calculation. Set the alarm for past 5, fajr jamaat stands up at 5 to 6. So you know what, i got 25 minutes, wuzu, toilet, everything will take me just 10 minutes, so I can sleep for another 15 minutes. So he press the snooze button. And Allah shan is such that 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 15 minutes sleep that he in his mind bought, so for so-called so extension, he'll find that to be more sweeter and more enjoyable than the sleep of the whole night. So that 15 minutes passes very quickly. And even in that subconscious state, when the alarm rings again, again he does a mental calculation that maybe I can make it. And he presses the snooze button again. And how often it is that by keep doing that, the time for fajr passes. Sometimes a person even makes his salah qaza. This is the example that Hazrat Murana gives so what is the message don't fall into that trap delay 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 as imam ibrahim sahab thereafter in his bayan he mentioned that allama ikram have said "Akhtharu ahl ahlut tasweef Aktharu Ahlin nar ahlut tasweef allah protect us ulama e have mentioned that majority of the residents of jahannam will be people who delayed this time allah has given us is an amanat this life is an amanat it is extremely valuable we are constantly required to be conscious of our moth and death so that we do not delay in doing good deeds. We do not delay in preparing for our qabr. We do not delay in preparing for our akhirat. Today you are healthy, tomorrow you may be sick. That is why Abdullah bin Umar says, min Maradik. Use this health which Allah has given you to prepare for the time when you are sick, then it will be too late. Likewise, Use your life to prepare for your cover and achieve that like you have fixed